Is the mic kind of far? Should I? I don't should know. I come in? Maybe you should pull your chair in close. We started already. Oh, we started. In, in answer okay. To, in answer to your question. So we're sitting here. We were talking about if our podcast is too raw, and if we and we don't mean raw as in topic or anything yeah. like that. We were talking about more the fact that we don't have a theme song. We don't have any production. We don't have any editing. Which, you know, we kind of like, but then... Yeah, because we're lazy, though. Well, we don't have time. This is true. And, you know, there's something nice about the quality of it. But and I'm again, not critiquing... This is... You You know who you are. We're not being defensive. You, who were sitting beside me at Columns Out of Girl, who will not be named. New listener. Um, we're not... Oh, we have a lot of new listeners, you guys. Do you? <laughs> We have a ton of new listeners because I put it on LinkedIn a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and, and thanks. Then, so now we have some even more new listeners. Yeah, and people want... And found out about some people who were listening that I didn't know were listening. So that's really cool. Um, is so it though, welcome to the, everybody. Is it... Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is it what? I was nervous about that because I commented on yours and then I have a lot of... Links and LinkedIn, yeah, you, have a lot you know, of work I've, people. I, yeah, some work people, which but is you fine. Don't really but you don't talk about work, though. I don't talk about work. So here's what we here's what we should do. We should open up with uh, "Good morning, welcome to the See Where It Goes podcast." That's that's my podcaster voice. Okay, so we'll for any new listeners, who are we, Brian? We're we are Brian and Bridget Ralph here in South Texas, San Antonio, mm-hmm. and um, we. We have a podcast called See Where It Goes, and the idea was to be consistent with it, but keep it low maintenance because we have other stuff, we're busy with other stuff, and we are just, we just hit record and we see where it goes, and then we just release it as it is. Right. It's like a hobby podcast. Because. Because what? Never mind. Keep going. It's a hobby podcast. Yeah, it's a hobby podcast. I've always wanted to have a podcast. Yeah. I have like ideas for tons of podcasts, but um, yeah. I finally got Brian <clears throat> to have one with me, and, and we, I think it's been a lot of fun. And we so it's it's a guaranteed hour where we're going to talk as a married couple for an hour, right? A week. And Bridget was you were saying that uh, you think that because since we've been doing this, we're actually communicating better. I think so. I think that like <clears throat> I noticed this. I think it was last week or the week before because like when you're when the microphone is turned on. Yeah, I realize that sometimes, well, I don't always behave properly on the podcast. This like is sometimes yeah. Just go back I to episode one through communicate. 20. I don't communicate the most effectively, and I'm not always kind, and you know all that kind of stuff. But I have noticed that in the podcast, I will correct and adjust my behavior and my words and my tone, and because I know you know there's other people listening. Of course, should I be doing... Hold on, I'm not finished. Okay. And I should be doing that anyway. But then I've noticed that when Brian and I are just talking in our everyday life, that a couple of times, and not just with you either, with other people as well, I have noticed how I will adjust myself and my communication and my words. And I think it's very helpful. I think it's been very helpful to me. Um, this whole exercise and yeah, it's really made me think about my communication on a more act in a more active way when actually when I'm communicating, I'm thinking about how are these words coming out and I'm realizing like the power of my words and all that kind of stuff. So that makes sense. So 
You know, so people should maybe wonder what they should act like. There's a camera and a boom mic following them around everywhere. Yeah. To behave. I guess they could. But then we'd never have the real people coming out. Right. Well, because there is a power. There is. Uh, I think it, it's powerful to be transparent and to be yourself. Because obviously, I don't communicate properly all the time. Yeah. And um, and I think that's cool for people to see as well. You know, and then to see how you can correct yourself in the moment and go from behaving badly to behaving the right way. Yes. Um, so anyway, so and we're, for the new listener, we're kind of in a unique place in our lives. We had moved to San Antonio to start a church and um, that kind of all fell apart. And so, you know... We've been struggling through that. I used to be a Christian. I'm not anymore. So that's been a very unique and unexpected journey. And then, you know, Brian, he's still on his faith journey, although that's kind of taking on some different shades that it didn't have before. Yes. Um, so we talk about that stuff, and then we just talk about we talk about all kinds of things. So it's a good a, idea. are we going to do a theme song with our little no. rubber instrument over there? Well, yeah. It's I'll, not really an instrument. It's, it's like it's, a... It's a rubber band. Okay, ready? Okay, are you going to do the... You we sing. don't have a theme song, but... Welcome to the See Where It Goes podcast. You know, you should play the rubber band next time, because I think you were out of... Do you of, think I'm better at playing it? Well, but no, this person singing and playing the rubber band should be the same person, because you were out of sync, but you couldn't tell, because mm. you can't... They can hear it, but you mm-hmm. could, it's silent on our side. Well, uh, well, what do you want to talk about first? Well, you got a we list over a there. You have a list over there, about. so. Um, well, we had a, a really big event happen in our life. Yes. Kind of a milestone for us, or not for us, but. And if you're a new listener, you're not going to care, but so we'll just, you know, just so you know, you can skip ahead. Okay, well, they might care. Well, maybe. But anyway, we had our first child graduate high school, our oldest son. Yes. So that was really neat, and... Um, they did a very beautiful ceremony. It was outdoors at the Alamo Stadium. It was a lovely evening. the Convocation evening. Center. Yes. And, um, yeah, it was very touching. Did you cry, Brian? I didn't. You didn't. I Well, I almost did at the beginning of the ceremony. Yeah. And, and then and, I know, didn't I... cry at the end, which I thought I would. But Finn was crying a lot because she was sad that she wouldn't be with Liam she wouldn't be going to school with Liam next year. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was very beautiful. And I was very proud of him. And I was very excited for their school because this was the first um, group of seniors that they had graduated because the school is only four years old. That was good. So I do. I was, cool. yeah, I, th- I was impressed for the this, the, this staff and mm-hmm. principal because they must have felt great walking out on the yeah. field. It's their first time in four years and it's a new school. It was investors in the city mm-hmm. who wanted to put this together and it's a technical school. So, yeah, I, I suppose I didn't, nice. uh, I, you know what, not to be old fashioned, but like when I graduated high school, we didn't have a ceremony. We just went to see Ferris Bueller's Day Off after and that was all. Oh, really? Well, no, we went to it. Was that my interest? Or? We went to a Debs after. We had a Debs dance. That was our debutante dance, our, our okay. prom. So that was, and then we went, you know, well, here's the fun thing about that. Because mm-hmm. you're, we're 17, 18, graduating high school, mm-hmm. equivalent high school. But we're all at, we're all, it's at, a, it's at a banquet and we're all drinking. 
Oh, that's which that's, is interesting looking back right. because um, that was never even a question. It's like it was at the Tara Towers Hotel, and we all went there. There was the teachers, and there was us. And you're drinking with the teachers. Yeah, yeah. And like we're, we're yeah. Not, we weren't all eight, 18s at drinking age in in Ireland, but it was uh, you know we were. I would have been seventeen when I graduated. Right. But no one was checking. It's just known for your debs. We're all gonna go. So we're all there. Yeah. Drinking and hanging out with the teachers, and you're out dancing, and you're yeah talking to the teachers and you're half lit does anybody talk to you does anyone have a conversation with you about drinking no. or over drinking no or... i think it's just expected. would everyone <clears throat> be walking home from something like that yeah no one was driving bus? yeah i mean yeah. the teachers might have driven no one else did we also had an egg thing where we throw eggs at each other we'd have egg wars are you... they boiled or raw? no they're raw you throw you would throw eggs at the school throw eggs at each other yeah that was also a thing we did which very well, I they mentioned throwing eggs at the train, but in the states it. too, it's called. Yeah. They do uh, eggs and wrapping houses with toilet paper. Did yeah. you guys do that in Ireland? No, that, we didn't do that. Yeah, they they would do that on like dance nights or yeah things like that. I don't really see the fun in that, but we did have a public swimming pool in our school. Uh, people uh-huh. would drive through, and from the third floor, one guy threw an egg out, and and the persons. It was, I mean. It wasn't very polite, but the person's yeah. window was open. It landed in their lap and exploded, and they were really mad. They went, oh, they went into the principal's yeah. office. Principal came upstairs, tried to find out who it was. So that yeah, went too yeah, far. Yeah, I would be mad. But anyway, back to but anyway, back oh, to Liam. Uh, the whole old fashioned thing was like, this is cool, but yeah. You didn't think it was as cool as yours? No, no, it wasn't that. It was like in my mind, I think graduation should be should be really undergraduate and graduate work. You don't think high school merits a graduation? Not like the others do. I think it should be expected that you're going to graduate high school. And then if you graduate undergraduate, that's a big deal. That's right. good. Well, I mean, there are a first. lot of kids in the United States who never graduate. No, you're right. That's a good point. And the same. Okay, so I mean, that's true. No, it, it is a big deal. I mean, and he did a lot of ton of, he did a ton of, of work. Life. You're right. He did a lot of work. That's a long. Now, I don't. He doesn't listen I don't, to this podcast, does he? Because I hope he doesn't get upset. I don't like, no. you know, kindergarten graduation. Yeah, that's what I first. Middle school graduation, that, elementary school graduation. I think that's all baloney. That should be illegal. Well, not illegal, but I know you're being funny. I am. Um, but when I first oh, and came I want to, before I forget, okay. I want to thank all my family members who came and to the graduation yeah. and, you know, spent money and sacrifice and I have a great family and I'm really glad that they came and they were very supportive and that was really, that was lovely because we had a party. And our good neighbors afterwards who, who helped and, host some of the family. Yes. And our neighbors who helped, um, who shared their cottage. But um, no, I do believe that the high school graduation is important. Okay, you're right. I did when I first came here. I saw a little kid about six wearing a graduation cap, and I, I thought it was just silly and I just know totally wrong because I felt like it diluted the whole thing. So when he does get to wear a real cap when he's in high school, right, or graduate work, it's like does it dilute the meaning when you're wearing one when you're six? You right. Know? Well, because those it's like really hard for a kid not to graduate. I know. Yeah. From How those hard is it to just you? You know, it's not. You just kind of go through those grades, but then high school. Once you're 17, yeah, yeah, that's you can fair. actually move out of your house. Yeah, and then when you're 16 or whatever, you can drive a car. So like, you have the ability to like not even show up for high school. Right. Or, what did you do for What did you do for your graduation from high school? Uh, I had a graduation ceremony, like yeah. Liam like, had, yeah. something similar to that, and then I did not. Well, I wasn't living at home. I had already moved out. I was living at my best friend's house with her parents but i don't even think i don't think 
that was a party. Maybe she had a party. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't remember. Like, my family didn't throw a party at all. Um, I didn't get any gifts or anything like uh, that. What was me? Oh, I don't care. But you know what you didn't but, have? Oh, never mind. That's derailing. But anyway. So okay. anyway, that was a big thing. So what else is... What else? Did you want to check in about anything else lately in our lives? There was something that happened the next... Day. Oh, we went to our first quinceanera. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That... Quinceanera. Quinceanera. Okay. Uh, we went there and it's uh, some friends of ours and um, there was two girls. They were 15 mm-hmm. and 16 sisters. Sisters, But the quinceanera was 15. Is that it? Yeah. Well, what they did is they doubled their doubled sweet 16 yeah. and quince together. So it's they a, shared the party. Now, it's a big deal here. I didn't... Even though there was, there's a big Hispanic community in Chicago, I don't remember... But we didn't. I don't remember ever hearing about quinces. It's a big deal here. So your daughter yeah. turns fifteen. If you're from, I assume it's just a Mexican descent thing. Maybe maybe Hispanic in general. But it's a big deal. It's a big, mm-hmm. So we went there. We got there at six. We were probably the we were there the earliest. Yeah, I think there, there were, were a couple people there on. There was time. a few people there. Because it went then, from six to midnight. And then it kept. I was concerned it was going to go so long because my bedtime's nine or ten. Right. But we were we were moving. We were on the dance floor a lot with the kids. That we was, danced that a was ton. Fun. It was oh, yeah, fun. It was great. But you know, people start turning up later, and they start turning up with their own booze, like whiskey, and so right. next time we're gonna have some bring some booze in and well, take that, it. Take I've a been taxi. to another quince and that had like oh, a did? really full bar. Oh, who was that? That was friend Finn's friend. Uh, I forget her name. Yeah, but they what Luna, the full bar, and then what you okay cool. That that was like a full bar, but this one this quince was a little bit different, where they had like. Um, they had beer and then they had like some like more like wine coolerish type yeah, drinks yeah. and everything, but they didn't have any. There was no hard liquor on the premises. Right. Oh right, right, but then right. Then people were bringing in their own booze and then buying like sodas and different drinks to go with their booze. Yeah. Oh, you know one thing I did actually when I was what was it? I went outside in the car because that neighborhood mm-hmm. was on the west side. Yeah. Very urban. Um, but I sat outside and looked at some of the old derelict buildings and when, mm-hmm. as the sun was setting on them, they just yeah. looked really cool. And, yeah. I, and I did a meditation exercise where I just stared at those buildings and that, mm-hmm. that was fun. Well, that's the cool thing about hey. San Antonio. Like I, like last night, Liam and I went out to dinner and we went to a new Cam- Cambodian restaurant, the only Cambodian restaurant in San Antonio. And there are very few of them in the state of Texas, actually. But anyway, it's called Golden Watt in case anybody wants to go. Yeah. Um, the food was delicious, but it was in a little old house, which is typical of a lot of the bars and restaurants here in San Antonio. Um, oh yeah, those are beautiful. Brian's Sorry. showing me pictures of the buildings well, I didn't mean that to he distract was, you. Like that was that just, was looking and, at. and they and looked even better. Yeah, they look nice. Maybe I'll post them on the, um, the Facebook thing. Yeah, if you want to. For those to. who care, if you want to. That means But anyway, don't. um, it was just so, I don't know. I just love being in the old spaces and I love the... I love all the color in San Antonio, and you kind of distracted me. No, but I'm that's sorry. Okay. Well, because anyway, I showed you the pictures. Yeah, that's okay. I'm sorry. And then no, you got there the... was a really cool plant shop that we saw, but I'm always like seeing all these like there's so much to do in San Antonio as far as like eating and yeah cool shops like I feel overwhelmed like I want because I want to go to all of them. Yeah. You know what I did there was was kind of. Uh, not 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 was a was not a good thing to do. You've already moved on to the next subject, and I was pulling you back to the previous subject by showing you right, pictures. Right, right. In the three-year state, okay. 
There was a funny part in the graduation oh speech. Oh my gosh. Don't yeah, say it because so I got it right here lined funny. up. Funny. There was a kid who was, um, just to give you a background, he was talking about do, uh, saying a a pledge to the Texas flag. And yeah, he, and yeah. And, and anyway, he mixed up two words, so here we go. Please keep your hand over your heart for the Texas pledge. <laughs> Texas pledge. Play it again. So. Please keep your hand over your heart for the Texas pledge. <laughs> so he's trying to. Oh, the Texas pledge. The Texas pledge. So um, oh. he was a very. Yeah, he was mixing up, of course, flag and pledge. Yeah. So he says it, though, and I think I think most of the stadium might have lost it. Oh, yeah, we were laughing. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, and my sister, Kimberly, was like. She really got tickled. Like, she couldn't stop laughing. Uh, but, yeah, it was that funny. was really funny. So, later, like, Liam um, was, um, he's a friend of Liam's, and they went out together after. But whenever yeah. Liam would be talking about him, he'd say, he'd call him the Texas Fledge guy. Yeah, the Texas Cause we, Fledge cause guy. Because when he'd give his real name, we couldn't. Uh... The Texas Fledge. Which, by the way, welcome to Liam's friends, who I found out found our podcast on instagram they found our podcast yeah well because i set up an instagram page yeah and um so that we could like weekly share the podcast because right. you know i listen to two of tig notaro's podcast yeah so they have a page for um don't ask tig and then tig and cheryl true story and so i thought oh that's a good idea i'll set up uh an instagram page it's called swig pod S-W-I-G-C, oh, where Neil, it goes, Neil, oh, Swigpod. Neil, Neil must have seen it, because he said, um, he referred to us as Swig last week. Yeah, Swig. And I was, in, I was wondering if he made that up, but he got that from you. Yeah. Okay. I made it up, Swig. We could also be called the Swig, the Swig Podcast. Okay. But anyway, so welcome. And he's, because Liam was like, Mama, I hope you don't talk about me. Well, are they listening, though? They found it, but have they listened? I don't, I have no idea. I am going to put Texas Fledge in the title. Texas Fledge. Just that's to hook, right. try to hook those teenagers in. Okay, so moving right <laughs> They'll along. They'll never make it this far, though. I'm going to have to tell them it's, it's, it's 0.16 minutes in. Yeah. There's no way the teenager's going to make it. Right. I don't think this far into this podcast. Two couple old. Okay, movies. moving along. Moving on. Moving along here. Well, should we talk about. Apologizing? Okay, so. No, no. What do you want to talk about? You got the list, which is. Well, should we talk about apologizing and saying you're sorry well because i have a story to share so this happened two weeks ago and i was going to share it last week but we didn't have a podcast because of family being in town and just way too much going on but anyway um there was an incident where someone close to us had an incident where they had spoken disrespectfully and they weren't very polite to someone and um, then they were disrespectful to someone else and this person brought it to my attention both times and said should I you know was I rude do I need to apologize or whatever and I looked at what the person had said because they had well, in one instance, they had been rude to someone through a text message. And then on the other one, they had been rude in person. But once they had shared with me what they said, I said, okay, technically in both of these situations, you were accurate in what you said, but you were rude and disrespectful in how you said it. 
And I said, you know, really in the first case, in both cases, these people had done nothing wrong to this person. And so it was very out of character for this person to speak disrespect disrespectfully because yeah. they normally don't. Um, and it was two interactions in one day. Yeah, in two separate days, back oh, like back to back. Oh, was it? So we kind of thought, okay, it's a bit, it's a bit of an off day for him or her. Right. It was an off day. So anyway, I told him. I said, you know, you have to, you need to apologize, and you need to make this right. Okay. Yeah. Well, when that happened, and they did apologize, and they made it right, but then it made me look at myself, and then when I looked at myself, I realized that there was someone. And actually, it was the same person, one of the same people that uh, <clears throat> that this other person had been rude to was the same person I had been rude to a year ago. Right, right, yeah. Over a year ago. Yeah. And so then it made me think, oh my gosh, you know, I never... Like, just because this person didn't do a good job yeah. did not give me the right to treat them rudely and disrespectfully. Right. So... And I was very frustrated with this person because this person caused me a lot of extra work because they didn't give me complete and full instructions right. of what I needed to do. And so because of that, I kept now, listen, getting... If they, had apolo- if they had apologized for not giving you... Did they ever apologize for not giving you a complete and full instructions? I don't remember. I was just curious if, they, if they had, would that have changed your mind or changed your demeanor towards them well it could have but i still think my response no was i'm just curious yeah inexcusable go ahead. but i felt justified right in being rude to them because i felt like they had been so incompetent yeah or partially incompetent that it gave me the right to then be rude to them yeah but right. i realized no it didn't yeah and and i know people might disagree with me but I had to go to this person and say, look, the way I treated you was wrong and it was rude and it was disrespectful. And not only had I complained to the person to their to them over the phone and through email, I had also complained to one of their peers. So I actually called and apologized to their peer. Oh, wow. When just this after this was week this was not last week but the week before and you so don't want to give away this person's identity no okay so I called and I apologized to the this person's peer well it, I can say who it is now but because this doesn't affect the other person it was a school counselor so I apologized to the school counselor directly for my behavior and then I called this person's peer who was the other counselor. And I apologized to that counselor, and I said, you know, I complained about your peer to you, and that was that was disrespectful, um, and I should not have done that because that's your peer. Like, that's your workmate, you know? And then I also called the front desk at the school because I had also given this woman an earful, not this school year, but the year before, about this also same person, this counselor, and I tried to apologize to, the, to her, too, but she's no longer at the school, which really felt great. And then I felt like really kind of ashamed of myself because I was like, why did it take me that long to realize? And I think I knew I did know in myself that I needed to apologize yeah. and make it right. But then it was seeing this other person 
be disrespectful and rude to someone that made me realize, oh my gosh, like that's horrible. Like just because someone makes a mistake. Yeah. Or if they're incompetent or if they do something that you don't like, it doesn't give right. you or me the right to treat them in a bad way. And I feel really good that I made it right. And good. I, cause I felt like, am I giving this other person permission? Yeah. Am I setting an example for them to yeah. be rude? Right. And that's not the example I want to set. Yeah. In my life for other people. I think, and you're, a, you know, yeah, yeah. Because the person, the other person who was rude is someone close to you who observes you. Exactly. And may and they take knew cues the story. from you. They yeah. knew the story. So I felt, I feel like in a way they may have felt justified. Yeah. To be like, oh, you were frustrated with this person and I'm frustrated with this person too. So I'm going to let, let them have it. Yeah. So I'm going to let them have it because they're not, you know. Do you think by seeing the other person's words, uh, helped you step outside of it a bit? And see what does it look like when someone else treats that same. So this yes, other person you yes. felt, yeah. Do you think it, it it affected it? I do because when I see when I saw the words, because this person had been rude in a text message. Yeah. So when I read the text message that was sent, right, it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like I can't believe you had the audacity to speak right, to someone right, like that, right, right. Yeah. And then realizing I had done the same thing. Yeah. That's and I was like, I don't want to be that person. I don't care how badly. And plus, this wasn't even someone. This wasn't someone treating someone badly. This was just someone being not completely clear or doing a good job or something like that. I mean, well, that's the thing. Especially, I I saw the so same So un- just having such an unforgiving and hard yeah spirit. Well, it's hurtful too, right? You so, know, and that, you know those, especially written language where you can't see. I call it asynchronous communication uh-huh. where synchronous would be like we're doing now, right? Yeah. Asynchronous is where I say something, there's a delay and then you come back. Yeah. And I think a lot of our communication is asynchronous. So he's mm-hmm. sending texts, she's sending texts back. But there, when you don't, when you're saying something and you see a person's face mm-hmm. and you can see that they're starting to get hurt because you can pick it up, yeah. not just in their face, but in the energy field around you, I suppose, yeah. where you may adjust what you're going to say because yeah. you're realizing this might hurt the person. Mm-hmm. That's the part about texting and other communication is that when you're sending that out, it can really sting. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta reread your stuff right. and see how would I feel if I was on the other end of this. Right. And at, at, the other thought I had when you were saying it is like, do do I really want to be that person that, that hurts someone else? I know. I mean, you know? what a crappy feeling. Well, here's the cool thing too, is that okay, so it was made right, and then I got an email. Well, because I sent a text apology. An email apology and a voicemail apology. Like yeah. I wanted to do it in person. Yeah. Uh, or actually, I was going to do it over the phone, but they didn't answer the phone. But I got an email from this the counselor, and she was like, so gracious. She accepted the apology, and she said, "I'm happy to, you know, help you and your family, and yeah. do whatever I can." And she just that was such a graceful thing to do like that she extended but you opened the door she extended no, that's great. that yeah, yeah, forgiveness yeah. to me like it just because it no because what you've done is you've opened a connection you've opened yeah. yourself to the person and um i'm in a situation where i'm closed yeah. from in communication from another individual mm-hmm. 
Cause just because it got to a point where it just went south and it's yeah. a horrible feeling. Yeah. Like I do hope, I, I suppose it would be nice if that opens up again. Mm-hmm. But when it's closed down because the words going back and forth were were, um, were hurtful on both right. sides, it, um, you know, it, was just, it wasn't just, yeah, it was just an event this week. Yeah. But it makes for a miserable existence, mm-hmm. you know, but anyway. you have a You have something going on like that too? Yeah, I just can't get into it because it's on the... Right, gotcha. On another, the work front. So So anyway, I posted on Facebook about, you know, saying you're sorry is never a bad idea and there's power in the apology. And then there were all, you know, different people commenting saying like, um, sorry is just an excuse to do it again or an apology has to be backed up with the right actions which obviously, you know, you want someone to change their actions, you do, but right? Here, yeah, when but they that, apologize, so that, but you can't. I don't know about that one. It's like you're then you're what you're doing is you're leaving them on the cross until they show a pattern of getting better. Right. Like, is that? I just think that's a, like like if someone apologizes, mm-hmm. um, what they're I mean they they can prom they can they can promise not to do it again. Right. They can try. They can say I, I I'm not. But they're apologizing for the past action. Right. I think you've got to trust that they're gonna that it may not happen again, but it may. So if right. you hold that over their head until they, if you hold it over their head until they make it right, I don't know. Like, yeah. are you making yourself a bit of a superpower god? That just doesn't sit right. I don't well, know if I'm usually saying that when right, people but... apologize to me, now it might take me a little bit to fully accept it if I'm still mad at them. Yeah. But I have to talk to myself. And say, okay, well, because someone else, someone just recently had to apologize to me for something. And it wasn't like they did anything like super wrong or whatever, but they just made some foolish actions. So they had to apologize to me. And, you know, it's taken me a while to talk to myself to be like, okay, I need to accept this person's apology. Like my, sometimes your feelings don't match right right away, but that's okay because they'll get there. Yeah. And you have to work on, you know, letting that person go and forgiving them. Because I think forgiveness is a powerful thing. Yes. But I cannot not accept that person's apology because I think, well, what if they do it again? Yeah. I'm not going to, like, waste my time there. No, you just you just Like, if it's the third it. or fifth or tenth apology, obviously this person has a problem and they're not going to change. Yeah, and then you've got to think about boundaries and removing yourself from the situation, Right. right? But it's weird. I never knew that, like, if I said I was sorry to someone or if I said I apologize, like, I didn't know that there was all this language, this, these things that people were thinking. Yeah. Because sorry means I repent. It basically means I am sorry for my actions. I regret my actions. Yeah. Do you remember the old, I hate even bringing it up because it was really, it was kind of a painful thing and maybe it's part of my oversensitivity, but. Mm Mm-hmm. We lived next door to that neighbor, and uh, oh yeah, we had a shared shed, and um, there was stuff on her side. And in my head, I, I was thinking, "Oh, this can't be all her stuff. This was the previous owner's stuff." I don't know where I came up with that story. That was the right. story they made up. It was her stuff, and I grabbed her rake. Yeah, she Brian me used our na- our rake neighbor's rake. And I said to her, "I'm sorry," and she goes, "Well, I apologize a few times." And then she accused the kids of doing it, grabbing her pots. Yeah. And it turned out it wasn't the kids, you know. Right. It was someone else. Anyway, she at one point I said, it doesn't seem like you're accepting my apology. Right. 
And um, but she kept going and being demeaning. And, and looking back, I would have handled it differently. I would have, I would have just said, um, okay, if you if you're not going to accept my apology, then yeah. this conversation's over. And I think that should have right. been a boundary I right. put up there instead right. of allowing myself to continue to be verbally right. abused. Right, she just like went off on you forever. And then then I went around and I said, I checked with the pots and it actually wasn't my kids. Because I saw the pot appear in front of the house and there was salt in it. Because right. I put salt in it. Okay, so she that was the other she thing. was mad at Brian for using her rake. Yeah, this is in Denver, by the way. Yeah, in case and then you're she was mad because she thought that our kids... Took her pots. Took her planting pots, yeah. outdoor pots, which they didn't. But yeah. Brian, we didn't know this in the beginning. Right. Brian had to go figure that out. But this woman pelted Brian with mean words. Yeah. And that really just had a huge impact on you. Like, yeah, man. You know, she was like so hell. mean. Um. So the pot thing. So I saw a pot appear in front of the house mm-hmm. and I said oh has this always been here and yeah. I put salt in it and I used it to salt the driveway so she's probably right. sitting over there like just steaming and making up stories and it turns right. out the other kids down the way yeah had gone in there yeah little Leonard he was so cute I can just imagine him grabbing her pots and he grabbed yeah. the pots and brought it out front and left it outside yeah. our house but this, in other words instead of seeking to understand and right open, seek op- to understand opening up a dialogue she just lets yeah. us so I went around to her house and I said just so you know it wasn't my kids who got the pot of someone else and she goes okay and she closes the door what i should have said was hang on a sec you yeah. just accused my kids of doing something would you like to take that back right and looking back i wish i there's a lot of things i wish i did differently because i did yeah here's the thing like if if i was if she was talking to someone else mm-hmm. <clears throat> i noticed this when i was being coached once if she had talked to someone else that mm-hmm. i know like that i would have yeah. i would have jumped right in and that excuse me right because i have a really low tolerance for for injustice towards someone else if it's in my presence like remember that guy who stole the apple from that guy and i just lost it on him i didn't lose it on him i said when was this i was walking down the street in conkedzie avenue in chicago and yeah it was this old guy and he turned his back he was he was selling fruit turned his back to squeeze a rag and this guy just grabbed an apple and stuck it in his shirt oh yeah and i he looked at me he goes can i he's got a problem i said yeah you're gonna pay for that apple and we got into an altercation but i was just livid yeah my point is like um Looking back, the guy threatened to shoot me. So looking back, it wasn't worth dying over a 50-cent apple. But <laughs> I saw someone take cash out of a cash register you know, so, in Chicago. Well, like it was another, we, some of us went to a restaurant once, and the, it was almost closing time. It was mm-hmm. a coffee shop. And the girl slams the uh, dishes on the table. And, mm-hmm. and you could tell. And I walked up later and said, you know what? You made us feel very unwelcome. Right. And all I did was say that you're when you slam when you did this action, we yeah. felt very unwelcome, and we right. really wanted to feel welcome here. I think wording it like that helped her because she apologized, mm-hmm. you know, and we made friends, and it was all good, and I we got to know each other. So anyway, but my point is that if when it when it's when the injustice was towards me, mm-hmm. why was I so willing to put up with that more than I? If she had been talking to you or anyone else like that, I wouldn't have put up with right. that. But right. I think I wonder if it's a human thing where we think. When it comes towards us, I wonder if we have a lower view of ourselves, and I wonder if we're thinking, "Oh, well, maybe I, maybe I deserve." Well, I think this. it depends on your personality type, because I know be, yeah. people who would not. I want to be would that person. Definitely come back at that. Because looking back now, I mean, I that was pretty painful, and um, I hope in the if it happened again, 
I would have the self-respect to... Yeah. I don't have to blast back well, at her because no, I'm not No, you her. don't. That's the, that's the other thing is yeah. you don't have to blast back. Like that's... I think that's our tendency as humans is to blast back. Yeah, it's part of our old... It's but probably part could, of our old nature. We could choose to express ourselves... Yeah. In a way that lets the person know that what you did was hurtful. Yeah. Disrespectful. Yeah. It was it inconvenienced me or whatever the situation is. Yeah. In a way that still we keep our dignity. Yeah. And we let you keep your dignity. Otherwise, we are stripping people. Yeah. So to speak of their dignity and, and belittling them. Right. And then I think it belittles us as well. Like, and I think it does. That's the thing. Yeah. And I mean, because I feel, I felt like. Shit. Shit. For acting that way. Yeah. You know, it you feels know, you nasty. Don't. Like, it does, I don't, it? I don't. It's like, is that who I want to be? That is not who I want to be. Someone who demeans another person. I do not want to be that person. Yeah. At all. So, the, so there's got to be a balance because there's got to be a way to say, hey, your your actions impacted me in this way. Right. When you didn't do X, Y, Z, it cost me a lot of time. And I just want you to know that that's how it impacted me. I'm using right. your example. And that gives a person a chance to see, oh, when I don't prepare for something, mm-hmm. it it puts other people in an awkward situation. Yeah. So, so, so... And and you just make it personal. But if you do if you if you do it in a demeaning way, you're not actually communicating. Right. Your, your odds of changing I, their behavior well, for right. not, the change of behavior is is not going to happen because right. the focus is going to be on I'm going to get defensive. I'm going right. to be mad at you. Don't talk to me. Like if that woman had said to me, hey, if she had just said to me, hey, hey, I don't mind you using the rake, but would you mind um, asking first? I would have been, oh crap, I'm exactly. so sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I wasn't. You would have felt bad even, for using like a, the rake, and you would have said. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. Because, I should have thought to ask because you. Because I am a space cadet. Like, like you are. Yeah, you are a space cadet. Sometimes. Like, why did I come up with that story of? Oh, that's not her stuff. It's the mm-hmm. previous owner's stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there was a reason why I came up with that story because she had just moved in. I didn't think she'd have all of our stuff in the shed, all placed right. like that. But, right. But that's not the point. But yeah, that's all she had to do. But right. instead, she was stewing on it and probably making up stories. Right. She didn't seek to understand. I did not seek to understand yeah. the school counselor. Yeah. Like, I never... It took me, like, about the fifth time. Yeah. Like, I never thought to ask her a question, like, what do you need from me? Yeah. I was expecting her to know what to give me, and she kept leaving things out. Right. You know, I wasn't... And I don't know. Maybe she was overwhelmed. I don't know. But I never asked her any questions. Yeah. I didn't even think to. Right. I just thought, well, she must know what to do, so she's going to tell me what to do. Yeah. And then we'll get it all worked out. But um, anyway, so, well, that's powerful. And then what else do we want to talk about? Oh, and then keeping on with this whole topic of language. Um, you know, on this podcast and in my real life, actually my whole life, I have been someone who uses very powerful language in the sense that I use words. Where are you going? I got to go. Well, I was hoping oh, never to sneak, mind. I was hoping to okay. sneak off the... So anyway, I was going to talk about powerful language because I use words like despise, detest, hate, um, because I have strong feelings. And I think that my feelings, when I'm translating my feelings into words, I use these really powerful words. Okay. Then, so my family was visiting this weekend, and I noticed that my mother 
uses these very powerful words. I mean, she always has. And I'm not saying it's it's not wrong to use powerful words because a lot of us do it. But, you know, my mom will use words like hate and detest. And, and then my sister pointed out to me that I use the word despise. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I do. Strong, yeah. Like, I do use the word despise. You're correct, you know. And, um, but that made me think. Oh, and then I had a conversation with Jackie. Oh, dog. Too about. She spilled the water. Oh, she did? About, with Jackie, about powerful language. And how when we, not when we, or I, I'll say me. When I use words like that. Hey, baby, can you pay attention? Well, the dog's doing weird. Just, what's she doing back? Why is she back there? Because she has to be right next to us. Okay, okay. Okay, so you guys, our dog Maggie, she's huge, right? She weighs 70 pounds now, I think. Don't like go too she far keeps off in this getting world. Yeah. fatter and fatter. And she tries to squeeze behind she my chair. Squeeze behind. It's not even a foot. The chair's not even a foot from the wall. And she squeezed her big fat self right behind there. And she knocked over Brian's water. Well, yeah, it's just not acceptable. Man. Good, you know, don't put your um, coffee on the floor ever. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, I won't. But anyway, she's really funny. But she wants yeah, to be. For, okay, she to she tries to get as close to us as she possibly can. I was just petting her, um, but I didn't mean to look. Bad. I'm listening though. Okay, so anyway. The spies. So anyway, Jackie and I were on the phone. We were talking about how, if I use the word when I'm using these strong words, it can be like a, it can be off-putting. I could see you could close close the door maybe. Yeah, it could like it could like close the door to communication. Yeah. It could. Oh, because, you know, my sister Angela and I, we had had, we were having a discussion, uh, kind of a little heated discussion for a few minutes about something, uh, about God. And then I think, well, what was I going to say? Basically, I reframed my language Yeah. in that conversation. And when I reframed it, I think, and I think she reframed hers as well. We understood one another better. Because uh. I reframed it instead of me saying, and I forget what I was saying, was basically, you know, God not, like God gets all the glory for when he rescues people or when he does good things, supposedly. But then if he doesn't rescue someone, yeah, like a missing child or whatever, um, then it has nothing to do with him. Yeah. Then he ha- he gets no blame. He only gets glory, but he never gets blame because that is because of evil in the world. That has nothing to do with him. So I was, my mind was like not accepting of that answer at all. Like I didn't like that answer. But instead of me saying something, like I was coming back with like, I can't remember what I was saying. It's like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. But I finally realized I, I used the language, you know, the answers that, you know, the Bible gives or religion or whatever. Those just don't work for me anymore. Those are insufficient answers. Yeah. And that sounds a lot better than I hate the Bible, which is what I usually say. Because when I say those things, then that's like, that closes the door, that I think that closes people's like spirits, like their hearts to me. So I'm really going to work on my language, you know, to 
say things in a way that like I'm still saying, okay, I'm finished with that. But yet it keeps the conversation open. Yeah. You know? Um, And then here's a cool thing about when Jackie and I were talking on the phone, we were discussing something. Oh, and she said, you never asked me. You've never asked me how. She goes, ask me the question. Because I was wondering, like, how does she feel? What does she think about me now that I'm no longer a Christian? Yeah. It was kind of something like that. Like, how do you feel about it? She goes, ask me the question. Or how do you see me now that I'm no longer a Christian? She goes, ask me the question. She's like, you've never asked me the question. So I said, okay, what's the question? It took me a minute to find out what the question was. And I'm like, okay, how do you see me now that I'm no longer a Christian? Yeah. But that was such a unique thing. And I think that's something that I have learned from doing this podcast. Oh, so let me, let me ask you a question. Is the reframing... Were you... Were you- what, had you been wanting her to tell you? No, I just think it came up organically in our. And she said, "Ask me the question because she needed you to articulate what you wanted from her." Where she was getting me to articulate the to express the question to her. Yeah. Because she first she said, "Well, like if you want to know, ask me." Because she's right. never asked me before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you should ask me the questions. Like she's using the tools too. I know. She, I don't know if she knows yeah. these, that she already knew this tool or she learned the tool from it's listening really to the podcast. But um, then I stopped and I'm like, okay, what's the question? Yeah. I figured out what the question was, asked the question, and it was a very cool exercise. I do think you communi- know? The, the new weapon of the next century is communication tools. Yeah. In the absence of that, we'll revert back to our old weapons of right. destruction. Right. Well, this a communication is so powerful. If I had Twitter, because, I might tweet that, but I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Well, because you should never say something and then say that's tweetable. Someone else should say about what you said it's tweetable. Right. So I like to retract that. Well, I don't know, like, because a lot of people they we don't communicate. Like that's what happens between like the political parties. There's no, no people aren't sitting down and trying to digest someone else's viewpoint or opinion we're all concerned just with our own you know and i don't know i used to think like as someone who's like a moderate who stands in between i feel like that's always looked down upon as a weak position but i actually think it's a very strong position because i think it's the only position that allows a person to look at all sides of an argument and to acknowledge the fact that they could be wrong. Because if yeah. you always think you're right and that everyone else is wrong about everything, that's just impossible. How is how is one political party always right and another one always wrong? Yeah. Or a person always right and that person always wrong. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Did I did me moving to the right cause you to stop talking? No. When did I do that? Okay. But I do okay, I want to talk about and questions. One more thing about questions. When my sister sisters were here, my mom were sitting in the living room, and we had such a cool conversation. I just started asking my sisters these really questions like, what was your favorite class in high school? Who was your favorite boyfriend? Who was your, what was your favorite meal that mom made? What, you know, just questions like that. 
Yeah. And then I'm finding out all these new things about them. And then my mom, she started interjecting. So then I'm learning stuff about her. And then Finn was there. And then Finn was jumping in, asking questions. And it was like, I don't know, it was just really fun. And then Finn shared that with one of our friends yesterday. She shared that as like the highlight of her weekend was being a part of that conversation. Oh, that's cool. Because like if we're... If we're not asking questions of each other, yeah, we're leaving so much out, like that we yeah. don't know about the other person. And I got to learn more about my family. She gets to learn more about her family. Yeah. And anyway, that's all I, I wanted I to say. I had a beer with a friend of mine on Tuesday night, and I won't say his name because for his own privacy. But we, um, at one point, like I, I was hammering him at questions, mm-hmm. uh, specific things I didn't know. I've known him for a few years. We're friends, yeah. but there was certain things about a period of his life I didn't know. So I kept asking and asking and following questions mm-hmm. and going d- down. And we're both kind of coming to this awareness of, oh, is this twenty questions? And and he didn't mean it like I think how he would have viewed it was, oh, you're making me aware that I'm not asking you questions, mm-hmm. you know, because he's he's great at asking questions. Yeah, I think he's probably not used to being on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. But what I realized was. With that one beer, I had no inhibitions, and I was tapping into my natural curiosity about mm-hmm. this individual. Right. And as we as he answered more of my questions, I could see it. And I added a texture. It was almost like a painting where I could, when I asked specific questions, I got specific answers, and it almost gave more vividness mm-hmm. to his life. Yeah. And on the way home, I realized we, we're not doing that enough we're, we're right. getting little pieces of each other mm-hmm. through facebook and we're right. getting we're getting the skin of each onion yeah and, and if we sit with one person and ask mm-hmm. them enough questions we're getting layers of the onion right and i was thinking about charlie rose mm-hmm. and this is a whole other thing i think he was an amazing interviewer because um it was just him and another person and um he would just he seemed so curious you know yeah and i want to talk about something else before we go off on that but um and I was thinking, that's what I appreciated about him. Like other interviewers, mm-hmm. always bothered me sometimes with late night TV. Like I would, we had a, we had a guy called Terry Wogan or Michael Parkinson, and these guys who they would ask questions. But there was a studio audience, so you had to kind of placate them. And you had to make it funny. And a lot of talk show TV is very surfacey questions, right? You're and not, they know not, that. Yeah, they know that. You're not really getting to know the person. Well, I talked to. No, I didn't talk to. What am I saying? Listening, like Conan O'Brien, he has a podcast. Yeah. And David Letterman, he, you know, he's doing his own thing now. But now, I've and his, heard them. The, the newer Letterman seems like it's more like real. You're right. really getting well, to know the person. Well, you cut me off, but that's okay. But I didn't want to lose that. But go I, ahead. I know, but that's exactly what I was, gonna, oh, I was okay. about to so go and say okay, something very similar to what you just said. Yeah. Which is basically like when Conan O'Brien shares his experience as a late night host. Oh. And with David Letterman, they express this very frustration. Okay. What you just said. But you said it because better. Because they good. can't... Yeah. They are not allowed the time. Yeah. They have questions they have to ask. Ah. Uh, because someone... Whoever's on their show is like promoting a book or promoting a movie or a TV show. And so you have what? Not even... Maybe not even five minutes that you have with that person. So, you know, Conan O'Brien, he talks about his podcast now and how much he loves that. Because he just gets to do his own yeah, thing. Yeah, he gets well, to same, do that. What's his so name? does David yeah. Letterman. Like, they Your get friend, to... Um, yeah. And Joe Rogan, like... Like, he had, Joe Rogan can can talk to, can get to know, talks to a person for three hours. Yeah. So but that's like how long just, it takes to just to even it get does. a glimpse, right? It does. It really does. 
So I'm sorry, that I, I sorry for cutting you off because you, you articulated that better than I could have. And I didn't realize they had those thoughts. I'm sure, you know, that yeah. they were talking about that. But I was thinking, like, what if you were... And here's the thing, like, when I say Charlie Rose, the other thing I wanted to say was, I realized that that's... You're almost not allowed to say his name anymore because of what he did to women. And, right. and when I went... When I was thinking of him, I was thinking... Um, that's a very black and white way of thinking. Like, you can't talk about how great of an interviewer he was because of the bad stuff he did mm-hmm. but both are true he was a great interviewer yeah and he was abusive to women i haven't dug into that but i mean he's been accused of some bad stuff but it's possible right. to be a great interviewer and a shithead when it comes to women right well i have that problem too with true. michael jackson because yeah. i mean like you know some people don't believe michael jackson was guilty but i like at one point i didn't think he was guilty and then he came out these guys these men came out and shared their experiences of when they were a little boy. And it was very convincing to me yeah. that he was guilty. Yeah. And, um, but the thing is, is like, now I can't uh, like his music a lot. But the thing is, now when it comes on, I instantly think of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost now, it's like, it's colored in a way where I, some of the enjoyment is gone because I can't just like, yeah. I've lost part of that fun experience of just hearing his music without thinking, oh my gosh, like, yeah, did it's, he do these horrible things? Right. And if it's, I guess that's human. But you it's know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But anyway, we're digressing. We should talk about Father's Day because it's Father's Day. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers who are listening. Yes. So oh, Brian, you're an excellent father. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and um, I feel very lucky and blessed that I met you and that I am married to you, and I love how you take fatherhood very seriously and how you spend time with our kids and talk to them, and you are there for them. They all know that that they are secure in their love or your love for them they know that and um yeah it's such a powerful thing as someone who had an actual living father who was in the house with me growing up but he was not an active father like he wasn't involved in my life at all to the so much so that i really feel truly like i was an orphan child but um it has been very powerful for me to see it played out. Uh, and there's really no greater gift you could give to someone than than that gift of fatherhood that you've given. So yeah, thank you for saying that. So yeah. That was very kind of you. Yeah. Well, you're very welcome. That's nice to hear that. Yeah. Because that was a big goal. Yeah. Who do I talk I talked to a father recently, actually, who just found out... I don't remember who it was. They just found out they were pregnant, and their first reaction was to freak out. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, crap. How am I going to be able to um, pull this off? And the truth is, you can't. Like, yeah. There's no preparation for it. You just got to... Well, this no, is it. This is, is the, no preparation. This is right. the hand I've been dealt, and now it's time right. to go. And um, Well, and your yeah. willingness to admit your mistakes when you make mistakes. To the kids? Yeah. yeah. Well, in any area of your life. Right. Yeah. You, you've never been someone who's been afraid to admit when you're wrong or to admit when you made a mistake or to say you're sorry or to apologize or to change, um, to make a course correction. 
Yeah. You, you've been a good example for that to me and I'm sure to probably to others as well and, and to our kids too. Yeah. Um, I don't know where you learned that. You've kind of always been that way since I've known you. Learned, learned what? All the, I mean, all like you, you, you seem to be like some people are just really have a hard time. My, and I'm including myself in this to admit wrong. Or to say they're sorry, but you you just seem to be. Is it hard for you to do those things, or you just? It seems like you have done them easier than me. For some reason, I don't know why, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I do remember being really mad at you. Yeah, and knowing that. Have you been really mad? Yes, at I me have. Yes, I have. Of course, Brian. But, but I decided to be that. To initiate the apology, even though, I know. and then you eventually came around. But yeah, have I gotten better over the years at apologizing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have, yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Well, somebody had to be the bigger person. Exactly. First. I'm glad you said it. And you just happened to be you. <laughs> yeah. What was I going to say to you there about? What are you doing over there? Well, I'm, I'm hot. Oh, I thought you did something else. What? I'm fanning my dress, you guys. And my husband's think I farted. I didn't and say that, I'm but like, that's what it looked like. Fanning out. You're the one that fans farts, not me. Okay, really? Yeah, you're the one that like, okay. blows them away. <laughs> not me. Okay, I'm there you hot. Go. That's where it's hey, gone. Hey, Google. I'm hot. Let's wait for the response. Right, pulling down the thermostat. Here's the thing about Google, though. There's times where I say I'm hot, and she goes, appearance. why don't you go swimming? Cheeky thing. Oh, she did. Sometimes I'll say I'm hot. Now, t- nine times out of ten, I'm hot, and she'll say cooling the thermostat. There's always that one time she'll say, "Then why didn't she go swimming?" That's, That's very for clever. Comic relief. She it's wants funny. to make you laugh. But then there's other times she'll say, "Playing playlist by heart." That's silly. Oh. I like the I like the sassiness. That's funny. Yeah. But when she screws up and gets the um, he she whatever it. Okay. Well, it's now a robot. Um, we're uh, happy Father's Day to everyone. And um, you want to say anything about your father? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I'm going to call him, actually, right now because the okay. phone lines will be <clears throat> will be busy. He's 92 years old. Wow. 92. That's crazy. 92 years old. And, um, yes, very hardworking fella all his life. And um, What were his best qualities? Who? Your dad. What were your dad's best qualities? Oh, well, here, I'll tell you the first one. Okay. My mother... Um, oh, no, it was my... Who was it? I, Okay, never mind. That's a, that's, I got the story mixed up in my head. That was for Mother's Day. I'm going to save that story. That was Hold mom. on. I'm let Maggie out. She's Please. Whiny. And don't let her ever... Don't ever come back, Maggie. Hey, whiny britches. Come on. So, um, I think uh, my dad's uh, sense of humor. I think he, he found it important to take us on vacation every year. That's good. That's we, a, my dad did not do that. He, well, okay. Not, no, we'll talk right about my dad. Don't be putting your dad down. Okay, I'm sorry. That's so, your dad. That was That's excellent. I like that. Uh, are you going to talk answer the same question on your side? I'm not. I'm okay. Not. So anyway, uh, we went uh, our first. Okay, that's a whole other thing. But every year, I think every we went on a two week vacation every year. First, nice. First, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah. And we went to Mayo, where he was from, and then um, he would wake me up. He'd never tell me because probably because he knew I'd drive nuts. But he would wake up the morning we were going to go to Mayo. Mm-hmm. He'd wake me up and say, "We're heading west." Yeah. And I'd be so excited, and I my job was to uh, tighten the wheels on the car. And he was—he would also if he would if he saw that you were good at something he would call it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he encouraged us to get a job. And when we did, yeah. he he would say, third of your income goes to the house." 
I thought that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it built in some good practice. Like when I was 16, I had a job and I paid for my own fillings. Wow, that's Because I just thought I should. Because he told me, hey, you know, you're working yeah. now and this isn't, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And Did he so... expect you guys to go to college or anything like that? No, I don't. I think there was, he definitely supported it, but there was never pressure. I think my mother was reacting to what she saw. She saw a lot of pressure in her homeland here. Yeah. About grades. And then she saw a lot of pressure. There was a kid who hung himself in our... Ooh. Francis? No, no, no. Who was that? It wasn't Francis Gaffney. That was a different that thing. That happens here, too. And I think she reacted to that and didn't want to push too hard. Um, so there wasn't... I, so there, there, was, there was definitely a strong desire, but not a push. Right. So when I came to the States, mom said, why don't you go to college? Yeah. Like, don't work right away. Why don't you go to college? So there was definitely a desire, but I think they were... I think they held back... Because of fear of coming across like, um, you know, pushing too hard on mm-hmm. grades and stuff. So yeah. So anyway, that's, I think there was wisdom in that. There was, um, I think. So, what? That's about it. That's it. I mean, there's more I could say, but um, I'm gonna give them a shout before the lines are heavy. So yeah. And what else? Well, what happened? There, they don't. You can't just call. Like sometimes you're told it's busy if you call yeah, Ireland. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a mate. Is that? Oh, the line might be busy because he's got he's gonna have one, eight kids calling him. Oh, that's right. That's well, six, right. one, two, two from mean. our. Yeah, I thought you meant the lines going into Ireland. I think that too, though. But maybe that's an old way of thinking. The lines are busy. There's probably not like so many lines. I think in the old days they, they, there was only so many lines. Right, and then... Can you get a busy signal with uh, the internet now? Well, it's with not the internet. He, well, it's my cell phone, but he has a land landline. He has a landline. But I think yeah. there was a time where, like, if if a stranger was calling his dad. I couldn't get through because there's too many lines. Did you guys have call waiting? He, no. No. I don't okay. think he does. So your dad Which ever, I don't, did your I don't dad like ever get waiting. a cell phone? I don't like call waiting. Because they have to make a decision. Do I want to talk to this person right. or the next person? What are you looking yeah. at my head for? Oh, nothing. Just the sun shining. Oh. Um, there you go. That's it. Okay. Should we wrap it up? You don't want to know about my dad? I already asked you. You said you want to talk about it. I said, are you going to answer the same question? Oh, I thought you meant do a back and forth. Oh, tell me about what were your dad's strong qualities. Um, my, my dad's strong qualities. I mean, he well, passed he away a few hard years work. ago. Yeah. We, we all know how to work really hard. Yeah. And uh, he never, just because we were girls, it never Didn't kept change him thing. from, you know, making us do hard work. Yeah. Um, which I'm very grateful for. Right. You're a hard worker. Um. So, and I know my sisters would say that they're thankful that they learned about God and everything, which I would have used to have said that, but not anymore. But so I know that's probably seen as a strength of his too. You would have used to would have said I that? I used to could have, would have, <laughs> should have. Sorry. Whatever. Don't make fun of me. No, it's cute. I know. It's I'm your just, southern I'm coming just, out. I don't care. Okay. Um, I think hard work is a good one is probably one of the biggest. And then I love the fact that he liked being on the land and he really appreciated nature and farming and things like that, which I love yeah. doing now. And um, yeah, a lot of fond memories of being out in the field and picking purple whole peas and corn and okra and stuff like that. So yeah. Anything else? Um, no. Anything else for Swig? Oh, for Swig. 
Okay, so I did set up an Instagram page, which honestly, there's only one one post on there. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's SwigPod. And then we do not have a Facebook page. Oh, should we? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We might do a Facebook page. I don't know, but... But anyway, that's about it. Um, thanks to all our new listeners. Please write us a review um, if you want to, if you think we're deserving of it. Well, even if it's bad, you can leave us a review. No. No? Just send us an email and tell us what could be better. <laughs> <laughs> or you can give us uh, productive feedback. Um, if you want to, I don't know, if you want to share a story with us or whatever of anything. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Let's see. Uh, yeah, we could talk about other things, but I think that's pretty good. We're at an hour. Thanks for listening so far. Happy Father's Day. If that Yeah, happy Father's real. Day, everybody. Okay, you remember you're putting the mic away. Okay, I'm putting the mic away. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.